This episode of the Toys R Us report is brought to you by the fine folks over at Luke's Toy Store. The Internet's one-stop shop for all things Minimate related. You can find them at lukestoystore.com. Welcome to the Toys R Us report, recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Knock him down and he'll get right back up again. Coming on stronger than a powered up Pac-Man, your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero. I just sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit better. And this week... This week, we're going to have a good time. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Peanuts movie. I just saw it. I got I got some feelings. I got some things to say. Uh, and our boy Iceberg, you know, he's working hard, man. He had a great song last week and dig it. I hear he's got another song this week. Yo, Iceberg, what's poppin'? Not a mucho home slice. You know I had to come correct with some hot file. Is it good, dude? Because after last week with that uh, EPMD remix you and Ensign and Melissa did, you got a lot to live up to. It's death, man. I made it all by my lonesome. So what's up, young blood? You want to play it or what? Yeah, money. You know I do. This goes out to all my dudes out there feeling the rigors of long-term outer space travel, especially my guys out there on the USS Voyager. Don't sweat it, Tom Paris and Harry Kim. We'll find a way to bring you home. Eventually. Can't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop the rock. to the Toys R Us report. Act like you know. Hey dudes, I'm back. It's me again, Icy Robots. And Iceberg, dude, that was pretty good, man. I enjoyed that. That was pretty bleak, though. I hope that that is not how you feel about being up here on the Icy Robots. Jupiter Station, located on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. It does get cold, and it does get lonely. But this is just, you know, this is how we do it, dude. This is what we do. This is how we do it. How we do it for you. This is me, Icy Robots, and uh, let's talk about how my last weekend went. We, we're getting near the rainy season here in California. Um, I know we've had a drought, and I know it's been pretty bleak, but they're predicting some El Nino-type rain, and 
We need it, and they keep saying it's going to come, and it's going to come soon. So we've been thinking that we got to clean out the garage. We got a lot of leftover eBay stuff. We got a lot of stuff we bought just for the flea market, and we got to get it out there, and we got to clear up as much as we can. We got to get it emptied, essentially. I mean, you want to start fresh every year. You don't want to have to hold on to stuff all during the rainy season. We are running out of weeks in which to take it down to the flea mart. But after I booked the table, we started getting, you know, I started checking the weather in the paper, and we got one of those deals where they show an icon every day that it's supposed to correspond, and it had, it had a picture with clouds with very small raindrops underneath, and it said, slight chance of rain in the a.m. Now, here's the rub. Here's the deal. We packed the truck the night before, and we don't have a camper, it's open. We pack it, and we leave it in the driveway, and then we just, you know, in the morning, we're tired, we're cold, we just hop in, we drive away. That's the deal. I don't want to load in the morning. So, if there is a chance of AM rain, there is a chance that our super valuable, super rare, super collectible, super everything great flea market junk is going to get rained on. And sure, sure, we can put a tarp, but no matter how... No matter how tight you tarp something, there is always, there's always an amount of leakage. That's just how it is, you know, this, if water finds a way, you can't stop water. Can't stop, won't stop, can't stop the water. It always finds a way through. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to risk it. We got a lot of paper goods. We got a lot of old magazines, old pictures. People really like that stuff. People like old pictures of people, and we got a ton of that stuff, we got comics, I got records, I got all sorts of stuff, and I didn't want to risk any of that getting damaged, so I had a lot, I had a lot of trepidation, I just, I just didn't know what to do, I I get all weird, I get all weird when things are uncertain, I, I am the kind of person, I like to have things locked down, I like to know what's going on, I want, I want the plans to be firm, I want to know, I, I get anxious, and the way that I battle my anxiety is I just, I take care of things, I do my best to get it done, I finish it, so that I don't gotta worry about it, and I think in a lot of ways that works good for me, and it makes me a better person. The anxiety drives me to finish projects. The anxiety of having the Toys R Us report makes me do it weeks ahead of time, so this was a situation where I'm getting anxious, and I did not know how to handle it. I didn't know what to do. I be, I, I, I get worried, and I was worried that, sure, we could load the truck, and then it would all get damaged, or then I started even worrying worse. Like, what if, what if we cancel the table, and we don't go, and... It doesn't rain, it's sunny, it's a great flea market, I will feel like a dummy, and even worse than feeling anxious is, you know, feeling like a dummy. So I thought about it, and I just thought, I spent, I spent days deciding what to do before, before I finally canceled, and the lady who runs the flea market did give me a bit of the business, because I canceled with less than 24 hour notice. You know, she gave me the, I'm gonna let you slide this time, but next time, you're gonna have to pay for the table anyway, and that's, you know, that's more than fair, but I did cancel at the last minute, and, well, we went to bed that night, we woke up the next morning, and there was, in fact, no rain, so I felt super dumb, but I decided that, you know, hey, let's make the best of it, so... We got up and we jumped in the car and decided, let's just go down and check out the flea market. We'll do some shopping, maybe find some good items, you know, make, make, uh, make, you know, the best of it. So we, you know, we hopped on over there and when we got there, 
When we got there, I don't know what was going on. There was crazy wind. It was like a small, I'm not going to say tornado, but there was like some small wind issues all throughout the flea market. Like people's, uh, people's easy ups and tarps were getting blown away. When we got there, I saw a couple dudes holding onto an easy up, grabbing the legs of it really tight, fighting it because it was going to blow and, you know, that's a danger. Somebody could just cold get grilled by that, and you could lose your life getting hit by a runaway easy up. And I gotta say right now, for the record, that is, that's no way for a man to go out. You know what I'm saying? What a way to go out, out like a sucker. So these dudes, you know, they're grabbing it, holding it down, and it's, it's a really bad scene. And to top it all off, there was nobody there. There was maybe like seven or eight tables, I think, that... I think that everybody wussed out and canceled, but, you know, I was glad to see that in the long run, I did make the right decision. It was, it was a catastrophe out there. I felt bad for the people who, um, you know, some people really need that flea market money to get by, and I felt bad for those of them who booked a table and then, you know, were met with a uh, horrendous amount of wind. One of those guys with the wind issues was a buddy of ours. Nice guy. He, uh, he's in the hot rods and rat rods, and he has a whole, he has a great setup. You know, he has just lots of really, like, cool 50s, 60s stuff. And he was having his winter blowout sale so that he didn't have to hold on to a lot of this stuff over the winter. He was thinking the same thing we were. And, uh, he got, he got blown away. He, we were out there talking to him, you know, chit-chatting, doing whatever, checking out his wares, and, uh, he decided just to pack it in. It was, it was too hazardous a condition even for him. And this dude, this dude's a regular. He's out there. He goes to flea markets in different areas. He does a lot more flea marketing than we do. We're more like, we sell things on the internet. He sells things in person. You know, he, he has a lot of bigger items as well. So he sells that car parts, things of that stuff. He's into that whole, uh, Hot Rod 1950s greaser scene. And anyway, I felt bad for him that it turned out to be uh, such a disaster because, I don't know, man, that's just, that's just no good because everybody needs some money, dude. And this is one way that people make some. So, at any rate, we're going to be going out there uh, this upcoming week and I have a feeling it's going to be better. I got, I got my hopes up. So far this week, it's been like, it's like 75 degrees out. The sun's out. It's nice. I know some of you dudes are getting blizzarded on, and I feel bad for you, but, um, in California, it's like 75 and sunny, so let's, uh, let's, you know, let's send a message up to him up above and hope that the weather stays tight and that we have a good week at the flea market, and with this, I mean, we, of course, you know, we want to make some snaps, but beyond the snaps, the idea is that we gotta get some of this stuff out of the garage. The area in which I keep my flea market tubs, it's overflowing. I like to keep most of the stuff in plastic uh, tubs with lids so it stacks, but the tubs are full and we are in the, uh, we're in the range of cardboard boxes. And I got cardboard boxes with great things stacked everywhere. It's all good stuff. I imagine if we can get out there and we can get the people in front of us to look at it that we're gonna move some of it. So... Say some prayers for your boy, Icy Robots. Uh, say some prayers for the uh, virtual dirt mall. Will this weekend become a real dirt mall out there at the Mojo Sales Flea Market Ground? So, my dudes, 
Uh, we're going to move into At The Movies. That's the next segment of the show. And I think once we get there, it's going to be it. That's going to be, we're going to be taking it all the way. I saw the Peanuts movie, and I got, I got some feelings about Peanuts. I got some feelings about the movie. And I kind of have a feeling that, I got a feeling that this is going to be the main event. We're going to talk about Peanuts. So, without further ado, let's begin At The Movies. <laughs> In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Someone's moving in across the street from me. Hey, gang! Look, there's a new kid moving hey, in! Hey, brother! Put yourself together! Come on, Charlie Brown! Get out of the way! Ow! Hey, guys, what did you see? Who is it? Oh, I think I see a piano! I hope he loves Beethoven. Beethoven's Beethoven. Maybe he will appreciate my natural beauty. I just hope he'll have an open mind about the great pumpkin. I think they have a toaster! <laughs> It's not often you get the opportunity to start over with a clean slate. This time, things will be different. He did it! What you did not see there was that all the kids were hanging over the side of a fence and good old blockhead Charlie Brown made the whole fence fall down. But, um... Why wasn't the fence more secure into the ground? If you've seen this clip, it just keeps going. It just digga 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 digga. It falls for hundreds of yards. I don't know, man. I blame this one on the folks who constructed the fence. So, first we're going to start off with a review of the Peanuts movie. And then after that, I'm going to keep on talking Peanuts up until the Toys R Us report. Just share some of my personal history with the Peanuts. Things of that sort. So... We did not see the movie the first week that it came out. I don't know why. Um, this will all be explained later. I have kind of a love-hate thing with Peanuts. And we did not see the movie the first week that it came out. But the second week, we decided, you know, the three of us here, let's give it a shot. So we went down to the theater. And uh, it was packed. The movie was doing great even the second week in. We had to rush in. Um... We did the kind of deal where they hit the snack bar and I run in to protect the seats. I don't like to protect the seats, but I will. I'll do it. You know, if that's my mission, I'll be aggressive about the seats. And I did have to be. I had to, um, I had to turn a couple people off and trying to jump in next to me. And, dude, it was packed. But it was packed with, uh, children, which is always kind of a weird experience. It's always different. Because they will talk the entire time of the movie, which is fine. Because it's a cartoon, and it is meant for kids, and you can't complain that you're surrounded by kids. And it also, it also gives you the permission to kind of whisper back and forth a bit more than you normally would. So, at any rate, this is the origin story of the, uh little red-headed girl, the one that Charlie Brown is in love with. This is the story of how she first moves into Charlie Brown's hometown and all the things that Charlie Brown goes through in trying to meet her. For the first uh, big screen movie, they decided that would be the story to focus on, and I do think that it works. It's it's one of the central storylines to the entire Peanuts uh, mythos. Every show has some kind of a central storyline, something underneath it that is the focus, even if they veer off in different directions, this is the main focus. For example, uh, 
Ross and Rachel on Friends, or the Red Sox and Cubs winning the World Series in baseball, or uh, Winnie Cooper and um, Fred Savage in The Wonder Years. You get the idea. They're not always romantic, but frequently they are, and... It could very well be that the central storyline to Peanuts is Charlie Brown and the uh, the red-headed girl. I dig it. It's something that we can all relate to. Everybody, man, woman, has uh, had a thing for somebody who just seems... They seem like an angel from the heavens and that they are too far above you to even speak to. It. This is a storyline that speaks to everybody, and... The movie was good. I'm gonna say it's good. There were a lot of laugh-out-loud moments. There were a lot of heartfelt moments. I laughed. I saw 2.0 laugh a lot. And the old lady laughed. We all had a good time. And when it gets near the end, there were a couple moments that had me uh, getting a little a bit moist in the eye. Which, it's not uncommon. I do get uh, emotional at movies sometimes. But, um... There are some parts toward the end that that really did it for me. There is... The movie's not perfect. It's not perfect at all. There is a lot of the Snoopy uh, Red Baron stuff, which I... I did... I kind of enjoyed it when I was younger, but I don't like it now. It seems... It seems like it just... It's like it detracts from the whole uh, Peanuts character storylines. It's like... I'm going to say it, it's like Snoopy is sort of the Ewok or the Jar Jar Binks of Peanuts. He appeals to a certain demographic, but he's really just a distraction for the more adult uh, people in the audience and what they're paying attention to. But, you know, it's cool because when he, he does the Joe Cool thing, he does the Red Baron thing, he does all of his popular characters, and... The the kids in the audience popped. They they were cracking up when he was when he was doing the whole thing. But what kind of took it away from me was there's a whole other deal going on where Snoopy is trying to romance a pink poodle named Fifi during the war. And while you have you know the Charlie Brown romance, you didn't need this romance at the same time. It's too much. It just it didn't. One took away from the other when the Charlie Brown one was the bigger focus. But. At any rate, it was fun, and it's short. You're in, you're out, you're laughing, you have a good time. I would highly recommend this to anybody who is even remotely interested in Peanuts. Um, I don't know, I, I, I do think, actually, I do know that we would have seen it even if we didn't have 2.0. Because this is, this is definitely a children's movie. It's not a Pixar movie that has that kind of crossover into, you know, the world of Oscar films. It's not, it's not anything like that. It is... Definitely for children and families, and if you're just like a single dude, a solo dude out there on the dolo, I don't know if you're going to go want to buy a ticket for uh, Peanuts for yourself. You can catch it on TV or cable in the future, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be seeing this one for the rest of our lives, but um, if you got a family, you know, hey man, go see it. If you haven't already, you probably have. It's doing great at the box office. So, let's, uh, let's take a brief commercial break. I got this one right here. Give me a chance to, uh reformat and um i'll come back and i'm going to talk about some of my personal history with peanuts and charles schultz and all that kind of stuff okay here we go are you guys into mini mates i kind of think you are i don't know i just kind of, kind of get the idea that you guys are mini mate fans if you don't know mini mates are two inch block figures and 
What's dope about them is there's just so many great licenses. There is like The Walking Dead, Aliens, Marvel. They used to make DC ones. They don't anymore, which is a shame, but there are just so many cool Marvel ones. They got Pulp Fiction, just you name it. And if you're out there, you're looking for Mini Mates, the place you want to go is Luke's Toy Store. You can find them at lukestoystore.com. They're a sponsor of the show. And I'm not just saying this because they are a sponsor. I buy things there. I like them. I collect Mini Mates. I got hundreds. I got, geez, I just, I got shelves and shelves of Mini Mates. And I've gotten many of them at Luke's Toy Store. So I know for a fact you can't go wrong. So check them out. Luke'sToyStore.com. Okay, we are back. We are back at the show. Make sure to check out Luke'sToyStore.com. So anyway, uh, the Icy Robots Earth Station is located in a town called Santa Rosa, California. Santa Rosa, California is the hometown of Charles Schultz. And a lot of our tourism is based around the man. Now, I understand that the man is a legend, but it, uh, it does get a bit tiresome. There is peanuts stuff around my town just everywhere. Everywhere that you look. Every, um, every major business has one of these either Snoopy, Charlie Brown, or Woodstock statues that, um, the city council or somebody sold a few years ago. The idea was that you would get one and then personalize it to your business. Like, for example, if you had, like, an eyeglass shop, you would get Charlie Brown, paint some eyeglasses on him, or paint him to appear as if he was an optometrist. Something of that sort. So, we see these, they're everywhere. They are just all over town, and it's not a bad thing, because it does actually bring money into, into Santa Rosa. People do come... And people do come just to see these statues. You see it. You see people, especially, um, we have a, uh, a lot of tourism from Japan. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if Peanuts is super popular there or what. But we get a lot of Japanese tourists who go around town and they want to get a photograph with every single Charlie Brown. That's kind of how it's advertised. You want to try to get, you want to collect them all. You want, you know, their Pokemon and you want to get them all. You want to catch them all put them in your Pokeball or your camera, and then take it home and show your friends that you got a picture with um, a Charlie Brown statue that looks like an optometrist. I mean, I'm not going to complain because every town has something hokey about it that they use to draw people in. But um, I do imagine that the people who live there kind of get annoyed with whatever hokey thing that it happens to be. It's not bad. It's not bad. It could be worse. Um... Another one of our main tourist attractions in town is, on one side of the street, there is the Charles Schultz um, Ice Arena. And then on the other side, there is a very large Charles uh, Charles Schultz Museum. The museum is pretty nice. It's very modern. Uh, it was put up just a few years ago, and it has a very, very modern feel. Uh, it has a lot of, like, interactive things. It's cool. I think I've been there once or twice. And uh, during the summer, they offer cartooning classes for kids and things like that. And we sent 2.0 there when she was younger. They have, like, a little summer camp. And we sent her there a couple times. And I think that is pretty cool. So I'm not... I'm not clowning on the museum, and it's, you know, Charles Schultz deserves a museum as much as anybody. The dude was a legendary figure in the field of cartooning, but, uh, what's really cool to me and what's really fun, I do enjoy going there. Um, we have an ice skating arena that he used to hang out with, and it's a hangout at, 
And it's right across the um, street from the museum. It's the Charles Schultz Ice Arena. It's very old-timey. It's wooden. It has a nice wood front. It's straight out of the 50s. It's a beautiful building on the inside, and I do enjoy going there. Mostly, people take, you know, skating lessons. They play hockey. They do all that kind of stuff. I do ultimately think that this is... This is kind of his legacy to the community. This is what he gave the community, because... I, I don't know. I get the idea that it's probably a money loser. Uh, real estate in around here is super expensive. And I do think this is probably a money loser, but he would hang out there and he would play hockey. And every year they had a big hockey tournament that he would partake in. So this was, you know, this was his hangout spot. This was the spot that he hung out at and he would... I'm sure take a bit of a loss, but that's dope because, you know, he would get to play hockey. And right next to it, there is the Warm Puppy Cafe. It's this nice uh, Peanuts-themed cafe with, you know, hot chocolate and just all the, all the fun stuff. And there's a giant roaring fireplace. And one of the cool things was when he was alive, you would go there and um, you could see Mr. Schultz. Charles Schultz would be there. He'd be hanging out now. It was known around town that when you saw Charles Schultz, you did not approach him. Not that he was mean, not that he was anything like that. He was just a shy person who didn't, he didn't like the attention. So it was just known if you saw him, you didn't approach him. And if you did try to approach him, his wife would always cut you off and just, she would say, you know, Sparky, Sparky doesn't want to be bothered right now. She would always call him Sparky. Sparky doesn't want to be bothered right now. And you would just, you know... You would be polite, and you wouldn't bother Sparky. Um, I used to also see Mr. Schultz when... Why am I calling him Mr. Schultz now? I guess I am because he deserves the respect. I used to see Mr. Schultz uh, when I was working at the movie theater with my man Gino Vega. Big up to Gino Vega. When me and him were rocking the Broomtang Clan back in the day at UA6, you would see uh, Mr. Schultz come in. Usually it was on Tuesday. We would have like a Taiwa Tuesday special where you could get like... Two tickets, two popcorns, two everything for some low price. And that's when he and his wife would come. I appreciate that. I appreciate that the man uh, is worth $5,000 billion, but he would still come on Taiwan Tuesdays, you know, to save a couple chips. It was always weird to see him. You know, he had a red sweater, that nice uh, white hair, very interesting, striking-looking person that, that you would see on the back cover of uh, every Peanuts book you've ever read. And... When you live in Santa Rosa, California, you are spoon-fed Peanuts books. I don't know if there's some some kind of donation uh, foundation, but elementary school libraries are jam-packed with Peanuts books. Maybe they all are around the world, and I'm just, uh, you know, imagining a conspiracy here, but you're, you see them everywhere. They Our downtown library has a special Charles Schultz collection in uh, the Close Stacks area where they're attempting to, you know, gather every Peanuts book ever made. And they're close. They're getting there. They will do it. Um, I don't know if they're going to, at that point, move it upstairs or what. But I don't know. Uh, oh, back to the point. Movie theater time. We would see Charles Schultz on Tightwad Tuesday. And one particular Tuesday, I was there working concessions, which I d did not do very often. And... He came up himself, which was very rare. He would stay off to the side while his wife would go up and pick up the popcorn. But uh, he came up himself. I don't know. He, he, he uh, found the courage. He found the courage while his wife was probably off powdering her nose. So he came to me on a rare instance when I was working concessions. And I decided 
I'm just going to say, hi, Mr. Schultz. So I said, oh, hi, Mr. Schultz. You know, it's really nice to meet you. Uh, what can I get for you today? And, you know, he ordered popcorn and a soda or whatever he ordered, uh, peanut M&Ms. And then when he was leaving, I said, I said something that, you know, I appreciated all of the cool comics. And he's like, oh, thank you. You know, it's, it's uh, really nice of you to say. And he, he appeared totally bothered by just by me, and I shouldn't have done it because I knew that the rule was you don't talk to Sparky, but impetuousness of youth. I had to do it. Um, I'm glad I did, but I don't know. He 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 seemed bothered. I might have ruined his day, and I hope I didn't. I think he was going to go see Rob Roy about uh, Rob Roy McGregor, which was a big movie at the time, and I hope that, I hope I didn't enjoy, I mean, ruin his enjoyment of Rob Roy McGregor. So, I, you know, I, I, in recording this, I've discovered that I have a lot more love for Peanuts than I do hate, but there is still something about it that bothers me a bit. Just, just seeing it everywhere when I'm out and about and then having the movie come out and the movie was all in your face on all kinds of commercials. We had billboards for it everywhere. It was in the newspaper it had been in the newspaper ever since they signed to make the movie. Like, they were doing a um, behind-the-scenes thing with the uh, Charles Schultz Jr. or whoever it was that wrote and produced it. He would, you know, chime in with the paper all the time, just tell him how production's going, tell him how everything's doing. And then they had a big premiere here in town at uh, airport cinemas, you know, for, for VIPs and Schultzes and stuff. So I don't know, man. I do kind of have a love-hate thing, but I'm realizing now in looking back, and examining it that it's a lot more love than hate but eh there is still a bit of hate let me know what you think about peanuts hit your boy up hit me up on twitter at icy robots hashtag uh what i think about peanuts and let me know what you think about peanuts tell me if you love it or hate it maybe you think it's overrated maybe you think it's underrated maybe you think snoopy's joe cool is great i don't know man hit me up and let me know also check us out on facebook that's facebook.com backslash icy robots that is Far and away the more active than the Twitter. Twitter is uh, mostly just my eBay stuff. So that's facebook.com backslash IC Robots, I-S-E-E, and then the word robots all lumped together. All right, we're going to uh, we're gonna stop doing this, and we're going to come back with the Toys R Us report. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. You won't be sorry for long. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us Report. All right, party people in the place to be. It is me, Icy Robots, and we are back. Back for the final segment of the show known as the Toys R Us Report. And before we get started on that, and the Toys R Us Report's going to be brief, we're, uh, we're running tight on time. But uh, before we get to that, I want to say... Make sure to hop over to virtualdirtmall.com, and uh, this is probably the best way to support the show because you get something out of it. That's our uh, eBay store, and just hop on over there, take a look, see if there's something you want. If you want some, do this. If you want to help out, go in there, sort by lowest price first. Buy the cheapest thing in the store, and 
you're helping out. You're helping out in any way. And if you do happen to buy something and it's uh, because you heard it here, send me a message saying you heard it on the Toys R Us report and I'll toss in some stickers and some goodies from up here on the uh, space station. So anyway, virtualdirtmall.com. Uh, so I, you know, I kind of, I, I, I figured it out. When I'm over at the Toys R Us lately, I've been thinking that I'm waiting for the new stuff to come out for Christmas, but I think... I think I've realized what's going on, and what's going on is there is nothing for Christmas except for Star Wars. That's the truth. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. The movie's opening right around then. We are in a fit of Star Wars mania, and when it comes to Star Wars, well, Christmas and Star Wars go hand in hand. So I, I'm thinking that when I'm over at the Toys R Us and all I see is Star Wars and there isn't going to be anywhere. They they have actually expanded in our Toys R Us and added an additional aisle of Star Wars. And the end caps are all now Star Wars, but I'm still not seeing a lot of the Star Wars black figures. I've only seen a few. I, I keep just seeing the black Stormtrooper dude everywhere I go and... Uh, as it turns out, from what people are thinking, he might be a Jedi, so he might be the dopest character in the movie, and people are sleeping on him. Uh, so, you might want to grab those up. Anyway, I don't know, um, I just thought there would be some killer new toys coming this Christmas, I'm just, I'm not seeing them yet, so... Star Wars it is! Star Wars it shall be! Um, the other week we were talking about Funko licenses, and what we would think... We, what we would like Funko to go after and make into reactions. And I came up with... I came up with a couple the other day that, that uh, I think are worth mentioning. Uh, the first one is... They already own WWE as far as pop vinyls go. And I know that I believe it's Jack Specifics or Mattel is making the figures, the actual figures. But why don't they make some classic WWE dude reactions? Wouldn't you like to see a Junkyard Dog or a Randy Savage in the mold of a reaction figure? I I would like nothing more. Like, what if you got Demolition, like a two-pack? I think this is money. Another one they should go after is WKRP in Cincinnati. I want a Johnny Fever with his coffee cup. I want a Venus Flytrap. I want Les Nesmith. I want all these guys. So Funko, there's two for you right there. Uh, WKRP and, uh, excuse me, WKRP and Classic WWE. And then I was talking to my boy Engineer Nerd from Ashen Figure Blues on Twitter, and he said, what about Buck Rogers? Classic Buck Rogers. And when he says classic, I hope he's talking about Gil Gerard. So... Why don't we get that too, Funko, if you happen to be, uh, happen to be listening. I don't think you are, but it is possible. I mean, anything out there is possible. So, I don't know, my dudes. We're gonna call it a day. We're gonna head for the hills. This is me, Icy Robots, for Iceberg 13, Engineer Melissa. This is episode number 59. So, if you don't know, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.